Ben, if I wanted to hear a podcast between you and Justin Koo talking about life, love, and other mysteries, where would I go to find this podcast? You would definitely go first to the internet. If you don't know how to use the internet, you'd open your web browser, Google Chrome, uh-huh. Mozilla Google Firefox, Chrome? something of that sort. Safari? And then you would go to Justin Koo's Instagram, which is at jkoo. And then there's a link... <laughs> I don't know, I think. That's probably the worst way to find the podcast, I would imagine. Like, you could do that on your phone, Oh, right? Yeah. These people are never going to find the podcast, and that's cool because that means you probably won't get canceled because no one's going to listen. <laughs> it's crazy is that th- all three of us do podcasts and we can't figure out what to say. Well, hey guys, this has been very helpful. I'm excited <laughs> to, to, to listen to the Dusty Boys podcast. Count me in. Now, here's what happened is that the Jews kept the map and were like, ha! It's for us only. We're going to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then what Paul is saying, like, no, 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 the map was to be shared. Yeah. Right? So we want to welcome everybody back to the move. I want to welcome that black shirt of yours that you're wearing. I like to welcome your <laughs> sort of gray shirt. I told you not to wear dark color this morning, Justin. So here's the thing. Uh, we walk into the studio today, yes. and as soon as Jonathan sees my shirt, I think he looks down and he's like, dang it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I have a total of three colors of shirts that That's I pretty right. much wear. Yes. I, I, I trend towards minimalism. Uh, black, gray, and red. Black, gray, and red. That's, those are my colors. And he already wore... Gray and red. Red. So if this guy would have p- applied a, a little bit of thought, he would have uh, known what color it would have been. <laughs> you see that? You see that victim shaming? <laughs> That's my bad. So with that, we want to welcome you back to the move where we are vibing with the text 10 minutes at a time. That's right. We're going through Romans chapter 3. Things are about to get spicy. We're looking at verses 9 to 20. Did you read it? Because you're going to need to. This one's a spicy one. It is a spicy one. And so if you haven't read it, take a moment right now to go read it. Mm-hmm. And while you're reading it, after you're done, go ahead and press subscribe. And we'll be right here. Yeah. And uh, interact with us on the comments. If yeah. there's something that you're seeing that you want to say that you're like, oh, I love it. I disagree. Put an emoji down there. <laughs> so welcome back. As uh, you know, we got 10 minutes on the clock. Yes. Ready or not. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 9 starts off, in my opinion, kind of borderline almost contradicting what he said earlier. Uh, in verse 1 of this chapter, Paul's like, hey, is there any advantage to being a Jew? Of course. And then now it's like, are the Jews better off? No. No, 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 no. Not no, at no, all. No, not at all. Not at all. Because it seems as though what Paul is trying to is two different perspectives. One, are we better off? In the sense of our need for a righteousness that is external to us. No, we're not better off because we recognize our need because mm-hmm. we're all under sin. And yet, it's still a blessing. We, unlike the Gentiles, already have that hope because we have the oracles of God. So we're blessed because we know that we have this promise. The Gentiles did it. Yeah, so if I'm looking at it like in race imagery, mm-hmm. not like races, like black, mm-hmm. red, yellow, mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But like but Formula like, One. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if I'm, I, so, so the Jews in a certain sense maybe have a head start, mm-hmm. but none of us are at the finish line yet. Exactly. We, we all have a destination, yes. uh, something to achieve, something to get to. Yes. But 
they got a little bit of a head start because they got the oracles. That's right. That's right. If I would say maybe even in the uh, an analogy of like a maze. Okay. Right? Where we start like a race. Let's make it a maze race. Okay. You start, right? <laughs> like a like a corn thing. Yeah, like a corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, like a, a maze race, right? <laughs> and you and I, side by side, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, there's a race. Okay. And you're given the map. Ah, there right? you go. You have the map. I don't. So we both have to start. We both have to run the race. Mm-hmm. So we're equal footing there. Okay. Right? But you have something that's going to give you a knowledge and an uphand. It's like, oh. I like that better. That's right? a better analogy. Good job. Well now done. here's what, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now here's what happened is that the Jews kept the map and were like, ha! It's for us only. <laughs> we going to win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then what Paul is saying, like, no, no, no. The map was to be shared. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. for all of us. Yeah. And the fact that you didn't share highlights that you're just as sinful as the person next to you that's just wilding out doing their thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So That's pretty good. That, that helps us understand. That's why he says in verse 10, none is righteous, no, not one, no one understands, no one seeks for God. I, I, I linger for a little bit on that last phrase, no one is even seeking for God. That's yeah. kind of crazy. It is. It is because you have a system in where seemingly you're seeking every day. Everybody's seeking for God. Yeah. They're bringing libations to the, the temple, right? I mean, mm-hmm. in the Roman culture, they have this emperor worship of... Yeah. Everyone's looking for a deliverer. Everyone's looking for some kind of what's the next level of yeah. peace and prosperity yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Power and glory yeah. and immortality, right? Yeah. And how dare you, Paul, say that nobody in Israel is looking for God when they have the oracles of God, yeah. they have the temple of God, and every day they're expecting God to deliver them from the Romans via a Messiah. And then he takes it to another level. Your throat is an open grave. Your Yikes. tongues are to deceive. Venom of asps and like curses and bitterness, shed blood, ruin and misery. What is going on here? I don't know. Tell me. Doesn't it sound like he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth? In a certain sense. In a certain sense, right? Because... It's obvious all around him. I mean, we even have this in the book of Acts. Paul is walking around Greece. The inscription. Yes. So the God that you didn't even know. Yes. So see, And then he calls them out and he's like, I see that you men, you guys are very uh, God-minded, right? <laughs> so what are you saying to us right here, Paul, if you're saying that nobody's God-minded? What's the point? How do you see it? I think what he's actually talking about isn't so much what the actions are, but what's the really, uh, the heart, the mm-hmm. underlying issue. He's diving mm-hmm. deeper into what it really means to be human. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're seeking because there's a certain sense that that we're we're missing the boat, that mm-hmm. we need something. But at the core of it, we really are corrupt as mm-hmm. humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, thinking about what's that thing uh, the in the concentration camps? They did mm-hmm. that study. You know mm-hmm. which one I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. they electrocute mm-hmm. them. You don't know which one I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about that social experiment where you had somebody on the other side of a wall and you would either reward them or electrocute them? Yes. You're talking about that one? And then the study basically concluded was what was in Nazi Germany is in you and me. Like humanity is that depraved and that potential for evil exists in everyone. I think that's kind of what Paul's getting at is that, yeah, we're messed up. We're in need of something that, that we can't actually provide. Yeah, and and I think that there's a, a dual aspect to this. I think that it is appropriate to summarize that there is what um in theological circles and Christianese has been called a total depravity. Yes. Right? In total the sense depravity. that mankind in and of itself can't actually even search for God 
and that in what we call searching for God is actually searching for something that will satisfy us. So it's almost self-seeking, but we call it God, yeah. right? So then it's this this thing that we're not we're not taking account of our own condition, and this is why people like Karl Marx will ultimately say things like, "Yeah, religion is just the opiate of the masses right. because it's a made-up thing because you're not dealing with your true condition, right?" Yeah. And yet, I think Paul is pointing out something about us and about the nature of God that has been obscured Mm -hmm. because the mind back in chapter one did not give thanks or honor him for what he has revealed. And I think that it has to do with the glory, the honor, and the immortality that we think gods have versus what Paul is saying that the glory, honor, and immortality that the true one and only God has. And it's this, it's the enthronement of Jesus Christ on a cross. Mm. Who would have ever thought to look for God there? There. Right. So he's saying, look, this is what God is really like. Mm. Nobody looked for him here. Mm-mm. Nobody would have even thought that mm. this was God. Mm. We we saw him stricken by men. We saw him stricken by God, right? We saw him supposedly. Down, supposedly. Right. And we thought him stricken by God. Yeah. Right? We we nothing for us to actually be attracted to him, right? You hear the overtones mm-hmm. of what I'm drawing mm-hmm. on here, Isaiah, right? Yeah. yeah, for all y'all know, right? Isaiah mm-hmm. 53. So Paul is drawing, like, nobody seeks. Why? Because from the inside out, we are so rotten to the core. We can't even see that the true nature of God is not high, exalted, lofty, libations, and I'm the emperor. And No, that the true nature of God is cross, blood, sacrifice, death. For the sake of another. Wow. That's a good God. Right? right? That's a real good God. And then for Paul to be like, and none of y'all are seeking after Mm-mm. him. Right? Mm-mm. We got three minutes. We wanted to to, to, to land ultimately at verse 20 because it's such a big one. And, mm-hmm. and we'll develop these thoughts mm-hmm. in the next 10 minutes as we mm-hmm. continue to go on. Mm-hmm. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Yeah. And so, man, works of the law, works of the law, works of the law. This is this idea that there was a certain set of bodily markers. And what I mean, things that you had to perform in your body Mm -hmm. and festivals and celebrations Mm -hmm. that you needed to comply with in order to be part of the community. These were the works of the law. So there were these Festivals, right? The Mm -hmm. ones, Booth, Pentecost, all these things. Men had to be circumcised. Women, after their uh, monthly periods, had to ritually clean. clean. All of these works they had to accomplish. And by accomplishing these works. Then you were good. Then you were good, right? But Paul's saying no. Paul's saying no, that none of these things aren't going to. You can't wear the badge and just think that. The badge is enough, right? Here, here's what I wrote. Nothing a person does can bring you into favor with God. No one is capable of anything to gain acceptance. So then let's slow this down a little bit. All right. And let's not move so harshly into 19 and 20. But let's rest here for a second. Cool. I feel that works of the law moves beyond him talking to the nation of Israel. You're saying that when he's talking to the nation of Israel, writing works of the law, referring to a specific thing that we can actually extrapolate something for us today. Yes. What are those things? Well, since you caught on what I was saying, I wanted to toss it back on to you because you, there's a sentiment that there are things that we think we must perform to be marked as something. Yeah. I, I try and think of the things that 
I would, or at least people in my community would also be thinking of when we think of this verse. Mm -hmm. I think of things like, what what are some things I'm proud about? You know, I'm proud that I'm a vegetarian. Mm. I think it's a healthy way to live Mm -hmm. my life. You know, I'm proud of, you know, uh, commandment keeping. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm proud of the Sabbath is something Mm -hmm. that I I treasure for myself. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things that I could point to that create an us versus them category mm-hmm. that makes me feel in a certain respect justified more and above what other people may be. And we can also move this beyond just religious groups, right? Right. We can move this to political groups. Ab- oh, absolutely. Right? We have this at play in our affiliations to teams, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These are This is like war at play of this us versus them. Yeah. Right? I'm a New England Patriots fan, so all I know how to I'll do is win, win, win. God, God is still forgiving you. All right? It's all right. You see? So it's that <laughs> these, these things, these identifying markers— are not enough because all they ever do is separate us yeah. and they can't actually bring peace, resolution, redemption, wholeness, and restoration. Yeah. This is what we're going to get to next. Woo-wee. Man, that was a quick 10. That was a quick 10. I don't know if it felt quick for you guys, but here at this desk, it's feeling quick. quick 10. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll pick it right back up. And uh, like we said, it's going to get spicy. Yeah. Another <laughs> 10 minutes tomorrow. See you. Peace.